Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. This is Snarf Talk. I'm Jerry. And I'm Chris. Are we trying to try to be like NPR? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> really with like slow. awkward pauses between everything. Like, hello. Hi. It's Snarf Talk with, with Chris. Christopher and Jerry. <laughs> Very measured and distant. <laughs> They're weird. Yeah. Like, do you think that's a planned thing or is it just those weird people? No, what it is is really self-involved douchey people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like to sound and act smart all the time. Okay. <laughs> I guess I didn't know that. Well, dumb, Which, dumb dummies like us, right. we just don't care. We, no. We're just like, hey, hey got any cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> Not that we do that. We don't, guys. We don't. No. I'm in the government. I can't do that. Government. Okay. So it's just us today. Dude was supposed to join us. Well, he may still. We may. He take may. A pause. He may uh, jump in halfway or so. He was. Um, you may not even notice the change. We yeah. might even just throw him in. We, we could be talking, 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 and then all of a sudden, I'm going to be super editor, and you're not even going to know that yeah. he wasn't here. Yeah. Because I'm going to take little snippets of his sounds and put them earlier in the podcast. Trick everyone. Ooh. You ever thought of that? <laughs> Actually, so <laughs> that would be a really cool thing to do. Yeah, I could do that. It would take forever to do, but I could <laughs> yeah. do it. Um, but what I, I have thought of doing, and I've had people tell me we should do it, is that when we talk about certain things, adding like sound effects in oh, the middle yeah. of the show. You know what I mean? Um, I We have. Like a heavier produced show. You have. I downloaded an app for that. I paid for it. That was supposed to work oh. with your garage band. And I don't know if you ever downloaded it or not, but it was a soundboard. Oh, And you no. could just like click buttons and it would like, it was a huge soundboard. I have not downloaded this. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I need to send it to you. Yeah. Send it to me. I will. Good. Because I want it. So I um, started a diet again. Oh, back in it. I am. Back on the old. And this is. This is a really hot topic yeah. diet. Is it really? I think so. It's it's like a fad, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it's becoming a fad, and it's the old keto. Ketogenic diet? Yes. Diet. I think it's um, probably a little past fad now. You think so? Yeah. You think it's like an established thing? Oh, definitely. I mean, it is a fad, but it's one that's not yeah. going anywhere. I agree. I don't think. I So I've done the diet before. Yeah. And... Uh, I did it. When did I do that? Um, almost, almost a couple of years ago. It'd be like a couple of years ago this fall is mm-hmm. when I first had started it and, uh, got really hardcore into it and I lost a bunch of weight Yeah, for me. Now here's the thing. When I tell you weights of mine, obviously we all know I'm a smaller person, right? Right. So when I tell a lot of people, like I've gained a ton of weight, 
people are like, ah, well, you're small. It doesn't count. It does count. It's still weight. Right. So when I weighed myself recently, I weighed 173. That's the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. And when I like quit doing keto the last time, I weighed 136. Wow. So I've gained almost 40 pounds. Hmm. Uh, 37 pounds. What's your recommended weight height for your um, weight, weight for your height? Anything over 149 is technically obese. Okay. For my height. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm in the obese category yeah, myself. No, and so. that's like medically, you yeah. know, everybody takes it, takes that with a grain of salt because you don't, I mean, I definitely don't, do not look obese and you definitely do not look obese. <laughs> you know, you think of obese people as like the, all of the people that ride carts uh, in Walmart. Like well, I I ride those. Oh, do you do? Yeah, I wear okay. um, I wear one. Of the, I wear a muumu. Do you, and you wear those um socks that help the diabetes socks yeah, and the muumu. And I ride around on the scooter. And actually, instead of beeping the horn, I just moo at people. Mm, I'm just like moo, a, moo, moo, moo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Well, we're gonna have to videotape that now. You mooing at people in Walmart. So I did the the ketogenic diet too. I was really really into it for almost um, eight months, maybe. Yeah, it was right before we had Jet, my youngest, mm-hmm. who's like eighteen months now, and um, I lost seventy five pounds over that's six an, months. That's an incredible amount of weight. I went from like um, I don't remember the exact numbers, but like it's almost twelve pounds a month. Two seventy five to. Um, two fifteen or something like that. I don't remember yeah. exactly what it was. And then well, we quit. If you were at two seventy five, you would have been at two hundred even. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't lose that much then. I I got down to like two ten, two fifteen. Okay. So either I way, 60, 65, sixty five pounds, pounds, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we both got off it when Marley got pregnant, and I'm like, that's fine. I wasn't too worried about it. I'm just like, I'm cool with just like slowly gaining back all the weight. And that's what I did too. And then and being, I was too, I was really into that actually because yeah. I was like I was skinny and in good shape, you know. And I was like, I can just eat whatever I want, and I'm gonna do whatever I want for an extended period of time. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, and then I'll just go on the diet again <laughs> and lose it all again. Yeah. So I'm like just on the precipice of starting that again because. Um, I did a, a little I, bit last year for like three yeah, months, I rem- I and I lost about that. 25 pounds. It goes pretty quick. Um, it comes back quick, too, because I've gained all that back. But I've been eating really terrible for the last two months. So, so uh, And I was, too. And it got to a point now, since I'm as heavy as I am, um, for my weight, none of my clothes, literally none of my clothes fit me yeah. the way I want them to fit me. And I don't... I, all of my weight is held in my belly. And around my neck. That's it. So like over fall and wintertime, you would never notice it because I wear hoodies all like all the time. Right. So when you're wearing a sweatshirt, nobody but like really beach gets. season comes along. Exactly. You want to wear those bikini bottoms. Yeah. I want my tight shorts, like tight shorty shorts, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't do that when my gut overhangs those shorty shorts. I mean, you can. No, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. But I I like I like the diet a lot. I love it. I think I it's find it very easy, very to do. sustainable, um, and it works really well. The big thing, if dude was here, he would be into this too. Is that I also do intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I won't eat for 
16 or 18 hours, and then I will eat all of my calories within an eight, six or eight hour window. Right. And I did that as well. I, I love it. I actually normally just do that, but I went, I haven't been doing that. Less Here's the weird thing about this. Okay. When I'm in the middle of a fast or like later into this fast, right. I am like ready to rock and roll. Like I'm so focused. I feel so focused and like aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. And then I notice that once I eat, I don't, I don't think I'm eating the wrong things, but I notice once I eat, I'm kind of like, hmm, like slow down a little Lethargic. bit. Lethargic. And it's from an insulin or like a, a glucose, like insulin response. Are you, you talking get about glucose. In, during the diet or off the diet? Yeah, during it. Like okay. right now, like once I'm, I'm fasting and then I'll eat lunch or whatever meal I eat later in the day. Once I eat that afterwards, about an hour afterwards, I'm like kind of slow mm-hmm. and I get this like, that's lull. pretty normal. I don't know if it's because I'm so, uh, it's like in the beginning of my diet phase cause Probably. it hasn't even been two weeks. Probably um, just beginning or you're eating some unbeknownst hidden carbohydrates, I, which couldn't be, it's not possible because I'm eating a meat. Like I've had meat, a lot of salads, um, a lot of olives because I love green olives. I'm obsessed with them, and they have really good fat in them. That's uh, like it. It's like literally all I eat now. So like is meat and salads, yeah, basically, and some cheese, hard boiled eggs. I I eat eggs every single day. Um, that's it. Yeah. So I mean, I love keto because I find it super easy. I enjoy yeah. it. I feel amazing when I'm on it, and I lose weight very quickly. I do have a couple concerns that of my own Mm -hmm. and that's that like I am very much a problem of mine is that I I do dirty keto. They call it dirty keto. Okay. So I'm eating a lot of things that I should be eating like um, processed meats. Oh yeah. You know, like uh, cheese, a lot of cheese. Yeah. You can eat, you can eat cheese. Yeah, but you shouldn't eat. A ton of cheese. Like tons of cheese. No, yeah, you should Like the main things I'm eating are processed meats and cheeses. Oh, okay. Like you can have some, like uh, like salami. You can have a lot of, like salami is good, but you're talking. It's not you're talking, good for you. No processed meat. I mean, no, it's but, not like, okay, I'm not saying processed meat's terrible for you, but just like anything, moderation is key. So if you're eating tons of processed meat, like salami and stuff like that, I mean, that's not healthy for you. They do have... Yeah. Um, carcinogenic qualities to them. If you eat lots of processed meat, it does raise your risk for lots of sure. things. Sure. Sure. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's maybe that's debatable, but that's how I understand it anyway. It's not the same as eating like a piece of fish right. or um, even chicken, but like really, I mean, oh, speaking of chicken. So, we're going to get like, I, I like talking about this diet. And the so because of this diet, I love chicken wings, like wings and legs, whatever, you know, but fried chicken wings. Yeah. So I bought some today, brought them home. I'm like, I'm going to make these. I don't like frying them. I like baking them in yeah. the oven. Um, I have and, an air fryer and it makes them amazing. See, and that's what I should have. That's what I should get. It's just an oven. People it, need to stop. It's a convection it. oven. It's right? just a convection. So oven. I have a convection oven. My oven is a convection oven. Yeah. So it's the same thing. I turn the convection part on and it works really well. But I was reading this thing like if you add baking powder to your wings, so you dry them off really good, 
you put baking powder in with, with them, with seasoning and whatever, whatever else you want on them. And you mix it all up and then you bake them that way. And they get really, really crispy because it dries the skin out so much. Like the outside of it dries it out a ton. So okay. it's almost like it's it's fried. Right. And it works phenomenally. I've done it quite a few times. Works really well. Tonight, for some reason, I had it in my head. And Amy was yelling at me through the house, literally yelling at me through the house. Because I said, do we have any baking soda? I said. And she said, no. Or she said, yeah, I think so. But we've got a ton of baking powder. Isn't that what you need? I said, no, it's baking soda. I know it's baking soda. <laughs> So I douse all of these chicken wings in baking soda, right? And it looks the same, and I just put it all over them, put a bunch of seasoning on them. I'm like sitting there like, oh, I'm so ready for these wings. Like I'm going to kill them. I'm just going to devour. I'm going to prowl all over these wings because I'm Jerry the Prowler. Turns out it's not baking soda. It is baking powder that I should have put on those. And we do have a ton of baking powder because I've got a big old thing of it. And uh, so the wings come out. And I toss some of them in two different types of seasonings, uh, like sauces. Like I had a Thai curry sauce, really good. No carbs in it. I have, uh, you know, Frank's buffalo wing sauce. I love that stuff. No carbs in it. Toss it all in that stuff. And I pull one of those wings out and I'm... I bite into it and I'm eating it and I'm like, hmm. The one that's like all sauced up. It's like, man, this one tastes strange. I don't know about that. Like it had this incredible bitter aftertaste. Like right. I can't even explain to you the taste of these wings. So then I grab one that was didn't have any sauce on it. And I was like, these don't taste good, I don't think. And I took a bite out of the one wing that, you know, and mind you, my entire family sitting there waiting for all of these wings that I made because that's what we were having for dinner. Right. And I bit the one that didn't have any sauce on it, and I had to like immediately spit it out. The sauce actually made it better. And I was like, well, that was terrible. <laughs> the, the one without the sauce? Holy shit, was it bad. It was so like putrid and gross. And then my whole family was like, oh, I want to taste. I want to taste. Like all the boys, of course, wanted to taste. I was like, all right. So we passed this one little chicken bone around and everybody took this little taste. It was, it was like horrific murder scene in my house because all of these wings were done. And it was like, there was like 30 of them ruined sitting there. You got to go slaughter a whole nother batch of chickens. I know. And I, I'm going to have to bring the mink back in, kill my chickens for me. What is baking soda? I, I like, don't, what is it? The only thing I've ever known that you can use baking soda for is to open up the carton and put it in a refrigerator to no, absorb the smell. That's baking powder. No, that's baking soda. Baking powder is used in baking. Like Arm & Hammer. Yeah, baking soda. That's baking soda? Yes. Baking powder is completely different. Okay, baking soda is the one that comes in the box, and baking powder is the one that comes in the can? Correct. Oh, okay. Yep. Baking powder you use to bake, and it... So is baking soda the one you use, like... I believe they call it leavening. Like people brush their teeth with it? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it... Sodium bicarbonate used for cooking, cleaning, and toothpaste. Yeah. So you do use... It's a cleaning agent. We've used it to clean, like one time the kids... 
one of the kids it peed absor- on their nap mattress. It absorbs odor. Yeah, we okay. we've done that for vomit. Like uh, Grady puked all over the couch one day, and uh, it was like all in the couch, and we're cleaning it and cleaning it and cleaning it, and it was not. It still smelled but like this puke. Is interesting. But you just dust baking soda all over it. It does and work. Leave it there for a couple hours and then vacuum it up and it works like wonders. Baking yeah. powder is a mixture of it baking is. soda. Yes. And cream of tartar. Yes. So which is a byproduct of the winemaking process. Really? Yes. And cream of tartar is full of potassium. Is it tartar or tartar? I say tartar, but you can say cream, cream of tartar, cream de tartar, <laughs> and you can only buy cream of tartar in those little itty bitty yeah. little. So you could make your own baking powder, you, and yeah. save some money. Had I known of what I was doing at the time, I would have done it correctly. It's used instead of yeast. What cream of tartar or baking powder? Oh. So you know how lots of times when you bake, you don't well, use yeast? They call it a, I, th- I believe they call it a leavening agent. Okay, well, that's like a yeast alternative. Yeah. So it makes things rise. Yeah. It makes a bunch of things rise. Have you ever had unleavened bread? Yeah. Yeah. They talk about it in the unleavened, Bible. Uh, unleavened bread is like non, like non bread. Yeah. It's like flat yeah. and cooked. It's just like bread, but it's flat. It doesn't rise. We had this bread in Ethiopia when I was in Ethiopia, and it was like. Um, non. It's non-bread. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I'm looking at you. <laughs> but that was the made table. out of teff. I don't know. I it's don't made know out of teff. Like it's a, um, it's a grain that they grow in Africa and and in the United it, States. Uh, explain to me what teff is. It's a, like a grass. Um, teff, teff flower. I don't know. It's a plant. It's like a gra- like wheat. Oh, it is like so. It is like in the family of grass. It's sorghum, it's in the family corn. of yes. Teff is a fine grain about the size of a poppy seed that comes in a variety of things. It's grounded to flour and it's used to make. Oh, it wasn't non in Ethiopia. It wasn't. It's injera, injera, which is a non bread. It's probably the same. A flat pancake like fermented bread. Yeah. And you rip it's it off like with the, your hand and you dip it in like the variety of gross right, sauces or, and <laughs> disgusting. Um, you goat. didn't like the food? In Ethiopia? Yeah. Oh, no. It was bad. No kidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I bet an Ethiopian restaurant in the United States is very good, but not where we were at. Oh, no kidding. No, we had this. Um, it's just very bland. Like, not. So, no. There was this one taste. night where it was me and my dad, and there's two other ones of us. And. We were like out in the middle of nowhere. Um, we went. We were actually driving around with the guy who was like the head of. He owned a John Deere dealership. He owned a in couple Ethiopia yeah, in Ethiopia. No kidding. And he was like the only John Deere dealer in Ethiopia. And the problem they had there is their currency isn't traded on the exchange with. Okay. So it's very hard for them to get the capital. They have to buy essentially have to buy U.S. dollars. To then buy a tractor to like four plant it so that they can wow. sell it. But they're selling it then and they're getting their Ethiopian currency. So and there has to be like, uh, th- that has to be a huge markup like for them. Oh, like yeah, they it's have a huge to... markup. It's a, t- it's a total huge money maker. Right. Because if they, they get can't a tractor. even get, as, I mean, they could sell as many tractors as they can get. The problem is they can't get US dollars to buy the tractors because they're selling okay. the tractors and getting Ethiopian currency for them. Right. You know, 
Yeah. So that's... then they have to like trade that currency because it's not a traded on the exchange currency. Anyway. Okay. So we're driving around with this guy. And so we're out in the little, literally the middle of nowhere. And we're staying at this like little hotel out there. Um, and so one night he's like, well, we're going to go over to this village, whatever. And they're cooking dinner. It wasn't like a thing like, hey, um, we're going to take you Americans to see, you know, on, it was just right. literally like a group of people that are like, we're going to have a bonfire and cook dinner and yeah. whatever. You want to go over there? And we're like, yeah, we'll go over there. So we go over there and it's just like pitch freaking black. It's so dark. And they got the fire going and they got this big like metal pot pan thing on the fire. Yeah. And they're just cooking stuff in it. And we're like, whatever. We're all sitting around. They're doing everybody's bullshit. So then they bust out. They're like, oh, well, we got some um, of this honey mead that's, oh, that we yeah. made. And like, we're all going to like drink it. That's like old school drink. Yeah, we're all going to drink it. There's a guy in Dwight that makes mead. So they're like passing it around. They're giving it to us. And this is the most vile, <laughs> putrid <laughs> drink. It's, right. just it's not like refined. they take honey. And some other crap. And puke it. And just leave it outside for like a month. And so it just, it's like the raw fermented. It's just that's what you're drinking. Oh, And so we're, this keeps coming around. And like me and Paul and my dad. Um, we're Paul Jeske yeah, was with you? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. And we're drinking this. But they're all like excited that we're there. So they're like want to see us drink a ton of it. Right. So we're like drinking it. But like it's it, it's so hard to keep it down. Really? But they keep giving us these big glasses and we like have to basically you have to drink them. it. Yeah. So it goes around and then like you just watch it go around the fire and then slowly come back to you and you're like, no, oh, no. it's that bad. <laughs> yeah, huh? it's so, bad. so do you do you have to keep drinking it Pretty if they much. give it to you? Yeah. I mean, it's courtesy to do it. The first time I understand. I mean, I don't know what you have to do. We were just like, I, I don't know. Did it make you drunk? Uh, no. Oh, not that I remember anyway. Well, so then you were. I don't think so. Because you don't remember. So then they start passing around the food that they were making this fire, and it was just basically like chopped up um, really old goat. Okay. Like ancient goat (laughs) chopped up and like just... Not our, not the snarf talk goat, Just like thrown in this pan. Oh, it was, it was so like mealy and gristly and and just like, oh. so bad. Yeah. So oh, bad. and then, oh, man, there was another time we were at this dude's house, and that this was one of the times when they, we went to like one of those poor villages yeah. on a trip, and you know, I feel like some so much of that is like set up for you to experience in a certain way, maybe, but it could be whatever but. the case is. We went to the thing. We're sitting in the guy's house, and he's got this like bowl of like fermented rice milk stuff. Oh, okay, and it was. Putrid. I mean, rotten. Yeah. And me and my sister, my sister was there too. And we were just drinking out of this bowl. Becky? No, Kristen. Oh, okay. We're drinking out of this bowl and it's like unbearable. It's like unbearable. But this guy was... Why were you drinking it? Like the first... Because he gave it to us. I mean, this guy guy was literally... In an impoverished person, so we had to drink it. I didn't know he the other people it to you, we were with uh, around the fire. Yeah, they were just people. Yeah, <laughs> so we probably didn't have to drink that, but this we had to drink. It was bad. It was rough. It was like close your no- nose and just gulp, gulp it down as fast as you can. Oh gosh, I couldn't. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, well you could because I did. So that sounds to. terrible. But I mean, and that's, then it was over. Whatever. But now you understand, like. 
what they eat and drink. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they eat and drink that stuff. They basically just eat cornmeal and then drink that. And that place where we were there. How do they get any other nutrition? I mean, they can't be, um, they can't be well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. It certainly wasn't like a situation where like, I know there's lots of poverty in Ethiopia, but a lot of that poverty is caused by choices. Whether it be, I'm not saying it's the poor people's choices. It's more government it's, choice. But it's a lot of it's government based. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is people staying the regions where the, the worst of it's happening. And I could be wrong, but this was my understanding at the time. There's regions where this is really bad. Like there's parts of Ethiopia where there's vast crop surpluses. Oh, you know, in okay. the southern area we were in was a great agricultural area. In fact, there were there were thousands, hundreds of thousands of acres that were being sold or given on 99 year leases by the Ethiopian government to like China and India. And then the Chinese and Indian companies would come in and farm it all and just send all the oh, stuff wow. back to China like it was part of their deal. Um, Holy crap. But there were plenty of Ethiopian farmers, too. They had surpluses in this area. And it was just north of that area in this desert region in the mm-hmm. mountains where is all the stuff that you see on TV with the poor, starving people. Right. But those people, there's nothing. They're in a desert. Right. They, they don't have anything. They don't need to be there. They couldn't They're move, like yeah. being kept there because the biggest industry in Ethiopia is aid money. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's the industry there is aid. Like you go to Addis Ababa and there's these gigantic complexes that's each country's aid organization and each church's aid organization. And that's how, that's what spins the wheel. That's what greases the wheel. Well, so have you seen that documentary on Netflix about aid? No. Foreign aid? It's Um, a terror. It's not a good thing. No, it's not. It's actually, it actually sets countries back because people live off of this aid and then it destroys the country's own economic system yeah economic system so like like their agricultural system is being destroyed by all this free grain that the united states is giving them yes the united states is giving them free grain and it destroys all the local free anything it doesn't matter what it is it could be like clothing like uh and literally any commodity brought into the country for free given to these people is destroying the country itself because they then don't have a market for that. Right. They can't sell it. Like I can't sell you the same thing you're getting for free from another country. Right. You know, so that's why when we were there, it was with this organization Hmm. called foods resource bank. Um, that at the time we had a project here in Mazan. My dad was the president of the company of the charity, but anyway, that's what we were there for. But we were there more in less than uh, let's go view what's going on here. We were there more in like a fact finding. How can we help these people without making things worse? Yeah. So the whole kind of goal with Foods Resource Bank was to provide help to local farmers. Okay. And kind of in a way to hook up farmers here with farmers there. Sure. Because... When you do that, you realize that they're exactly the same. They have the same concerns. Absolutely. They worry about the same things. Doesn't matter about they region. They say the same things. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really it's, wild. It's the same. Because you go to the middle of Africa and you meet a farmer there and they're exactly like your next door neighbor who's a farmer. Pretty much. No kidding. That's yeah. neat. That would be neat to see. But, um, I mean, we were focused on project-based stuff. So, like, um, building grain storage. Like, almost like helping them fo- form a... 
you know, almost a cooperative to build storage mm-hmm. for their grain or to help them develop markets or help them get better seed or help right. do, you know, them get better. So they, genetics. they don't have like good storage or anything. Not in like a that. lot of places and all that was a so, problem. So what do they do with it? They bag they... everything. Everything gets bagged. So it's a very small scale operation then. Mm, not always. Like, how, do, how do they bag on large scale? I mean, it's all done by hand. But they in 50-pound bags, and then they fill a semi with 50-pound bags. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's Holy wild. Holy smokes. And then their store, and this is in Ethiopia, mind you, but in their storage facilities, they're not grain bins, they're concrete bunkers that they fill with bags of seed. Okay, so they do, oh, but they put bags of seed in this. Yeah. Why do they bag it all? I don't know. It's easier to handle, I guess. I mean, everything's done manually. You gotta understand. There's they have no loaders or anything. No, yeah. I mean, there's it's very. I mean, tractors are fairly rare where we were in that part. So everything is like hand picked. Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, in this area of small farmers, but yeah. around the corner there might be an Indian outfit that's farming a hundred thousand acres with gigantic equipment. Really? Yeah. Which a lot of the times, it's just left for dead in the middle of the field because there's. No mechanics or uh, low sulfur diesel. <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be any diesel fuel. Yeah, but see, and then uh, a couple of years later, I went to Southern Africa to Zambia, which is closer to where huh. um, Amy went, and um, that was completely different. That looked more like you know American agriculture. Did it really? Yeah, it was larger like scale, but westernized. I guess you'd call larger it. scale, but largely white farmers. Um, there were still like subsistence farmers, really, like in other areas. But that's crazy. I guess I didn't realize that. So the closer to the south you get, the better it is in Africa. Um, I don't know about that, but the what had happened there is um, obviously South Africa was um, kind of a booming spot. Yeah, like South Africa, the country the of country. South Africa is like booming. Yeah. So, I mean, Zambia is a very, very nice, stable country. It's definitely one worth visiting. It I is. would say it's okay. like called, I call it Africa light. It's very safe. Yeah. The U.S. dollar is their main currency. Everybody's oh, it English. is. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what hap- had happened there as far as the agriculture side goes is there wasn't a lot of large scale agriculture there, although it's a phenomenal area to grow mm-hmm. stuff. Um but there were all these, see, I think the southern part of Africa was pretty well colonized by white people, essentially. Yeah. And then, yeah. obviously, terrible things happened during apartheid and sure. racism and slavery and all that stuff. But there were still, like, the bulk of the big farmers in Zimbabwe, or what was before it was Zimbabwe, were these kind of, like, big, white, plantation type farms. And what happened when they had their revolution in Zimbabwe is like it in the middle of the night, basically at gunpoint, they just all those people got kicked out of the country and they all went to Zambia. Oh, they did. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happened. That's where all they are all now. Hmm. And Zambia is progressing, 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 Um, progressing. Zimbabwe is not doing well. Zimbabwe. After the revolution, they're not doing. Oh, really? No, no. And we went to the border. Um, we went to Victoria Falls, which is right on the border. And we went up to like the border of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. And there's people everywhere. And they'll sell you like a trillion dollar bill. 
for like a oh dollar because the inflation of their currency so yeah bad. it has nothing yeah. it, there is no currency basically anyone that's listening I um, who's unsure if they would like to go to Africa you definitely want to go to Africa it's pretty awesome really oh yeah I, d- I want to go it's incredible I do want to go so that's how I started keto <laughs> Um, yeah, how do we get on that? <laughs> I don't know. And why were we talking about keto in the first place? Well, because I started talking oh, about okay. my diet, that yeah. I was on keto, and I like it a lot. There's really nothing else to talk about it. I just wanted to round it all back to that's how I started keto. That was a journey. It was a bit of a journey. but I, I enjoy keto, too, and I'm about to get back on the train. I think that... You should. Uh, I think, it's, I think it's, it's great. In the two years since I've really seriously been on it, it's become even easier to be on. Because it's been so common now. So it was pretty rare. When I was first on it, it was a pretty rare it, well, thing. You're the very first person to ever tell me about it. Right. And I remember you told me about it when we went to one of the Star Wars movies. I believe the the first new Star Wars movie that came out. Could be. Force Awakens. Um, wasn't it Force Awakens? No. Yeah. yeah Force Awakens. Uh, we went to that movie. It was like a an 11 o'clock or 11.30 show. And you weren't going to get popcorn. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I said, I'm getting a big ass bowl of popcorn. We're getting a cherry Coke or a cherry Pepsi is my jam. That's my jam too. Like I get a cherry Pepsi and a, and a big ass thing of popcorn every time. Yeah. I said, and you aren't going to do this. You're like, ah, oh, it's this diet I'm on. I, I shouldn't. And you're like, well, you know what? Screw it. I'm, it. I'm doing this. And it, I remember because it was Christmas because you told me at Thanksgiving after you had you had ate normal at Thanksgiving and ate normal food. And you were like, I felt hungover yeah. for like two to three days after that. Felt terrible because of all the carbs you've eaten and your body is just not used to that. Your body. So during a ketogenic diet, I don't know if anybody knows. If you do, I'm sorry, but I'm going to explain it. Like you, you transition your body into burning fat instead of burning carbs, sugar, you know. And it's so it, it takes a while to transition your body into doing that. But going back to carbs, it's like a really like almost lethargic. It's it's difficult. Flu like state. Yeah, it's 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 not good. Well, the it doesn't feel either good. way. Yeah, either way is is terrible. It was a but it is a lot easier the other times that you do it. And what I've noticed is what I what I do. So I was I've done an abundance of research that I shouldn't do. Like in reality, I don't really need to do it, but I spend and waste a lot of my time researching this stuff. And what I found out, which did help me, is that it's all an electrolyte thing yeah it's like that, completely an electro electrolyte imbalance keto people don't understand um you get can get severely dehydrated if you don't yeah so but but you also it's certain minerals is it's sodium magnesium potassium like those three minerals is what you need to get and most of the time most people always get enough sodium yeah. just because salt is in everything right you can add a little bit of salt here and there. And the funny part about some of this diet is that you do need to add salt to things, which is completely against most modern medicine. When I was on it, um, we would have to add salt to, you know, you could put it in your yeah, water. Right. And it helps. 
but uh, I take magnesium and potassium right off the bat. I don't usually do it much into the diet because I won't really need it as much. But in the beginning when I'm like trying to transition over into this ketogenic phase, um, magnesium and potassium, if I take a daily amount of that, which is for magnesium is only like 500 milligrams. That's all you need. And they sell 500 milligram tablets. But potassium, you need a lot of potassium in a day. Yeah. So I'll take close to the, it's like 4,500 milligrams of potassium that you need in a day for an adult male. It's, it's like 4,500 or 5,000 milligrams of potassium. I'll take around like two, it's like 2,500 in pill form. Um, Does that it, work though? It seems to curb everything. I don't have the cravings that I used to type have. Vitamins work. Um, it's just straight potassium, so it's not a vitamin. It's not necessarily a vitamin. Right. It's only potassium. That's all it is. I'm not taking a multivitamin or anything like that. Why don't you get potassium? Because isn't like potassium in a lot of vegetables? No. What about it like isn't spinach? There, no, that's like vitamin K and uh, there, I think vitamin C is in spinach. And I think there is some potassium, but it's not in the quantity that you would normally get. Okay. Um, from what, I don't know. I don't know what foods have what in them. I just know that when I started taking a bunch of potassium and magnesium, like I felt a thousand times better. I didn't have that like flu like symptom. I wasn't as tired. Um, it, it did help a lot. Yeah. See, ever since the very, like the first time I did, um, keto, I haven't really had that issue again. Like I, I can go on yeah. and off of it and it doesn't really doesn't cause me any side effects. This, Maybe a short, very it's quick, been a little, little lethargy, but it's been a little while since I've been on it. And this time the very first day was starting to kick my butt. So I was like, Good thing I got these random pills that I can take. So that- are you gonna start uh since you're doing keto, mm-hmm. so you're gonna get get healthy. Yeah. Are you gonna start getting swole? Like, I, are you going to start working out? So you're saying I'm not? I thought no, I, I mean, I, I, I'm serious. Are you going to start exercising? I should. I, I do enjoy. I used to enjoy running a lot. Um, I never went to. It's a time I did thing, go to right? the gym. I did go to the gym a lot. The problem. Here's the problem is that I went to the gym a lot and I would to the YMCA in Morris, actually. Um, and I because they've got like daycare there. Yeah. It's like an open daycare. They can do whatever they want. You could see them through the window. And at the time, my kids were a lot younger, but um, they enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it, but I also worked a swing shift. So I could be there during the day like a normal person. Like I could go anytime during the day. And then Amy would come home from work, and I would go to work like in the evening or at night or whatever. And uh, it was fine. But when we're both on day shifts and have to either go pick up the kids and figure whatever else is going on in the evening, like it's... It is literally almost impossible unless I went so incredibly early in the morning. Oh, but yeah. then for me personally, I would have to go to the gym in the morning and be home in time to then get my kids ready to then go back to Morris to take them to the babysitter and go to work. It's just not something yeah. I want to have to do. That's my problem too is um, there's like, first of all, I, we live a long ways from any real gyms. That's the thing. Even further than you. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah. And but it, uh, f- but like four to five miles, yeah. four miles. And um, it's just not a real, feasible, realistic thing. No. Unless I'm going to work out at home, which I could. 
everybody we have could. a tre- we have a treadmill. There is always an excuse to not do something, and there is always I mean body a rebuttal. Body weight exercises are like the best exercises for you. Yeah, pull ups, push ups, sit ups. Me personally, like I could just get up in the morning, really, and run down my road and back. Yeah, like to to the corner. You know, Dwight Road has the corner, obviously. Like if I go around the corner and go to Ghanem's tree line, they've got a little uh, uh, like. I, you would know the name. It, it's either it's not arborvitae. It's like a spruce yeah, or something. Yeah, like blue spruce. Is it blue spruce? Colorado blue spruce. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So if I went to that tree line and then turned around and came back, it's one mile. Yeah. It's a half mile of their tree line, half mile back. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I could only do that. Run a mile like a, a noob. Right. Like well, a freaking noob. A PT test. Well, right now a mile would be about. <laughs> As far as I could ever go. That should be our snarf chalk challenge for ourselves and for all of our listeners. Is like get a little bit healthier? No, we should do we should do a competition. Like a, a weight loss comp or a percentage, no. body fat percentage nope. or nope. 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 a nope. running Yes. Running? Yeah, running. Challenge. A running challenge. But <laughs> some of our listeners are runners, so they can't contribute. Yeah. There's an app that Talking you can you, be Cassie. on and you can make a group in, I think. And it's called Couch to 5K. It's called Run Buddy. What is it? <laughs> it's called Couch to 5K. Okay. And it like over the course of like three months gets you from nothing to being able to run a 5K. A 5K. That's Even like, though I could t- run a 5K tomorrow, but... Th- no, you couldn't. I you 100% could, could. You could participate in one. You couldn't run them. Yeah, thing. I'm a good runner. I could run one. I would hurt... For weeks, <laughs> I, but I would I could challenge definitely you, run an entire five. I right would now. challenge you tomorrow. Listen, Jerry, for both of have, us to run a five k tomorrow, you have no idea. I, I guess I don't. Like I, out of the blue, can like there would be a little while ago. I'm like, I'm going to start running again, and I just went over on the tre- treadmill and I just ran two and a half miles. No that big is deal. completely different than running outside. Well, I never said you had to do it outside. Treadmill, outside, whatever. I don't care. I've never heard of anybody doing a 5K on a treadmill. Do you ever see big 5Ks happen? In they don't, a, you don't need to do a 5K for like a, with a group of people. I don't want to do that. A five, I just want to run 5K. 5K is outside. It doesn't have to be. No, it's, it's outside. You're not doing it on a treadmill. That's, I don't have a treadmill. What's the difference? Not, there's a huge difference. Yeah. You know what the difference is? It's I can harder. be in air conditioning. It's I can be listening outside. to Snarf Talk. You can listen to that while you're... Nah, you don't have... I don't like to be outside. It's <laughs> sunny. It's hot. It's sweaty. It burns my skin. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't care. You're running outside if we're doing this. Why? Because not everybody has a treadmill. Well, they can run outside then. What's the difference? It is harder to run outside. Bullshit. That's what It is. That's bullshit. Why? It is physically harder to run outside. For what? Why? All all purposes, there's actual wind against you. There's a, different hills in different situations. If you're running on like a well, roadway I'm not like me, on any hills. Exactly. I'm running on flat ground if I'm running outside. So you'd have to find that. But if you don't have that availability, what about to a you, track? Can you run on a track? You'd have to find the track then. But that's just like finding over. a gym. Just track and Mazan. So you would be willing to drive to a gym then? No. But you're willing to drive. Well, I have to drive somewhere. I can't run outside at my house. I live on a busy road. You could run directly in the middle of Grand Ridge. You could, with all those crazy people out there. 
Anyway, forget it. It would be outside. Fine, I'll run outside, but I don't Good. know when I'm going to run outside because I have an aversion every to anything day. over 70 degrees. Every, every day. You have to be outside every day of your life. Yeah, and I hate it. Why? Most of my life is spent waiting till I can get inside <laughs> to be in air conditioning. <laughs> my entire life is waiting for air conditioning, even in the wintertime. I'll like care. wait to be I in know, the I'll air wait. conditioning. I'd wait for winter, too. I wait for winter <laughs> and air conditioning. That's what I like. I don't like anything over 70 degrees. You're the worst. Well, I'm, let's transition into some news. <laughs> okay. So real quick, though, what I saw on... This is what Google News apparently thinks is, is news. It bothers me because I love Google. I think Google's a great platform. Um, but they have up Will Smith and Jada Pinkett's daughter, Willow, 18 says she might want to be in a polyamorous throuple. What the... F- what? I had to look it up. <laughs> I looked it up while you were speaking about running. Um, hang on. Let me get to it. A throuple. Um, three partners in a romantic or sexual relationship. Menage a trois. Okay. Why are they calling it a throuple? I just don't Instead know. of just a threesome exactly. or a but menage a trois. But it's a polyamorous. So let's look up that word. What now. is polyamorous? So polyamorous. I've heard that word before. I've I never have, heard throuple. I've heard polyamorous. But so I don't know what it means. That was a. I was a fan of uh, Breaking Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin, like the band. Yes, they have a song called Polyamorous. Uh, characterized by or involving involved in the practice of engaging in, in multiple sexual relationships with the consent of all. People of the involved. people involved. So that means more than one person. So this is like so a that's the, the opposite double of monogamous. Entendre. But this is like a double entendre, isn't it? No, I think uh, polyamorous just means... Thruple. Which like is like multiple thruples. Yeah, so what? I don't even get it. Like, it's like a menage a trois is like... So like three people. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, so multiple... Polyamory is having loving relationship with multiple people. That's just, that's just being a whore. I mean, I don't know about that, but I. You I don't, don't think so? Like having multiple throuples with in well, a polyamorous thing. So you I don't just, know if it's multiple throuples or one throuple. No, it's a polyamorous throuple. Well, that I think they mean the same thing. A polyamorous throuple would be multiple different throuples. Multiple throuples. Well, if it was one throuple, which is still polyamorous, is it okay then? In your, it's not. It's not polyamorous, amorous. Well, yeah, if it's, it's one throuple, it's multiple people. So that's then what it, polyamory is: multiple people, right? And multiple a throuple pe- is multiple. That's what I'm saying. I think they mean the same thing. Polyamory. I know and that's what I mean. So, like, thing. this is the exact. Like, they're saying the same thing in this quote. My point is: is it okay if it's one throuple? No, it's not okay with you. Not really. What do you care? It's weird. Why do you care? Why don't you? <laughs> I mean, because do I don't you, care what other people do. So you want to be in a throuple? No, I don't care what Marley. other people do, though. I'm calling Marley, and I'm telling I'm telling her. like, What about a quadruple? That's weird, a too. A quintuple. I think it's weird. No, it doesn't I, mean I say it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I think it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. That's definitely weird. Like, I don't know how you could have a cohesive like actual it's not, bond you can't. you can't no i know you can't it's not a thing it's a thing that 18 year old people do when they're like 
rich celebrities. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Why is it news? Because it's only those types of people that do it or like super annoying hipstery people. Those are the only people that are doing any of these things. That nobody then nobody cares nobody about. Nobody cares it. about. Right. But the news That's what that was my question the news, is like why is it news? Because the news is made up of those people. Yes. So it's like an internal sounding board where they just like to echo chamber off of their ideas. That's why everything mm. that you have in the news doesn't not ring true with anything that you see out in the world. No, it doesn't. But I mean part of that is because we live in the Midwest. Right. And the news isn't based here. But another part of it is because the news, these organizations, they've just created echo chambers for themselves to live in and just echo their ideas back and forth to each other. Right. Have you been on Twitter lately? I've been trying I haven't been, to actually. make an effort to be on Twitter more. I haven't been and at it all. It is like such the most ridiculous one-sided echo chamber. Yeah. In a way that no other platform is. It's just like crazy. It's really bad, isn't it? Oh, that's what I've heard. Awful. A lot of people say that Twitter's just real bad it's right really, now. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just don't think it's a reality. I mean, even a lot of celebrities that I listen to on podcasts say like, it is just a super toxic environment that people do not want to be involved with on Twitter. No, it's bad. It's bad. I've been trying to use it more because mm-hmm. I, I know that I was saying that I'm not a big fan of like the ag Twitter uh, in one of the other podcasts. Yeah. But I feel like I've been trying to kind of like, Keeping the keeping the know the a little loop. bit more, yeah. But anyway, well, uh, so Toy Story Four came out, right? And it did. It's done really well. It got 118 million opening weekend. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it rocked the the box. Is that domestic office. or? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, domestic 118 million. Um, so it's the best in the franchise ever, uh, for opening weekend. But the the story here that I want to talk about that I think is really fun to see has nothing to do with like anything big budget and it has everything to do with our T-ball game on Saturday. So when okay. you, you walked up with cash and I was sitting on the bench with Sam, one of our T-ballers. Sam had just got there and his mom brought him into the dugout, dropped off his bag and everything. And he kind of came with his head down, opening, and she said, she's like, well, Sam's really sad this morning, so, you know, we're, you're going to have to try to try to chipper him up a little bit, get him to play T-ball, because he's just real sad. And then we had a little bit of a conversation, but not to spoil it, what I talked to Sam about, I said, Sam, uh, I said, hey, Sam, what, what are you sad about? He's like, oh, I want to see Toy Story 4. <laughs> I said, you did? I said, I want to see that movie. It looks really good. I've seen all the Toy Stories, you know, when I was a little kid, and now I want to go see Toy Story 4. I was planning on bringing my kids, like Grant and Grady, because Grant's on the same t-ball team as him. He said, don't take anyone. (laughs) And I said, well, why not? He said, it's just really sad. I said, it's sad. What's what's the deal? He said, well, and this will be somewhat spoilers to the end of Toy Story 4 because he spoiled it for me a little bit. Well, I don't want to know. Well, he's, he's don't said, spoil it for me. You don't want to be. It's not necessarily spoiling it. Well, he said he said some things that made him sad. Okay, it, you're not going to be sad about it. But he he was really upset, and it was really 
cute, really, to see like this little kid was so invested in Toy Story. He's five, and he was so invested in like the other movies. Because I asked him, I said, "So you've seen all the movies?" He said, "Yeah, I watch them all the time." He said, "I've been waiting for this movie to come out for a while." I said, "Really?" He said, and then I went to saw, see it, or he said, "Saw it." I went to go saw it with my cousins, and I just it didn't go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> And he was so <laughs> distraught over this and funny. Like I just, I, I haven't quit thinking about it. Yeah. It's been really, it was really cute. That's funny. But it had a phenomenal opening weekend. Yeah. Did it, what are the reviews like? Um, I've heard I, they're, you I know, I haven't even really good. looked, but I think they're decent. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see it. I don't, I don't know, know if, if I'll get the, a chance to see it in theaters or not. I don't know if it's the best rated toy story. Um, but Mark Bernard Mark Bernardin went and saw it. it kinda, it's getting a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so yeah, like one of the highest movie rated movie, yeah, of all time. Then. It's eight point five on IMDb and a ninety five percent audience score. So this movie is probably very good. Yeah, it's doing well. Yeah, so I'll that see shouldn't it. really. I guess that shouldn't really. There were some other. Um, I don't know if you have other movie news, but there was a, a couple other big. Like, it kind of snuck up, because there was, like, some big um, releases over the last couple weeks. Was there? Yeah. Um, the new Men in Black movie came out. Oh, yeah. To just... It did terrible. Did terrible. Terrible reviews, terrible it, box office results. Yeah, that was another thing that Mark Bernard talked about, and he said that uh, Chris Hemsworth was just kind of a dick. Was it Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. I thought it was his brother. No, it's Chris. Chris Hemsworth. Thor. Okay. I thought it was like his brother. Liam. Yeah. Who's married to Miley Cyrus. Are you sure? Positive. Yeah, you're right. It is Chris Hemsworth. So, oh. It's so it's it's Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah. Why isn't it lighting the world on fire? It's not doing well. She apparently is a very good character, but he is very off putting and not friendly at all in the in the movie. Huh. Well, it's got a twenty three percent. So 23% on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, of, so I, of view like people or It doesn't have a it doesn't have a a viewer score. It just has a, a tomato meter score. So I'm not really sure why that is. Cuz nobody wanted to score it. I get. Well, that seems odd though. But Yeah, it um, it doesn't sound like it's doing very well. Secret Life of Pets 2 came out. My kids liked the first one. Amy hated the first one. I didn't think it was that good. Um I saw it. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's not, not anything. No. So anyway, here's some uh, some other news. So I got okay. some brass tacks. We're getting down to the brass tacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big news happened yesterday. It was the 30th anniversary of Batman '89. Oh so yeah. So the Michael Keaton, you know, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Jack Tim Burton, Nicholson. Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. The Tim Burton Batman. Uh, Thirty years ago. Yesterday it premiered. Hmm. Big deal. Yeah. There was a lot of people paying homage to it, like drawing things on uh, on uh, Instagram. A lot of artists that we follow for Snarf Talk on Inst- Instagram drew his picture a lot. And uh, it's a big deal. Kevin Smith had a really cool thing. I saw that post. I didn't realize that's what it was for. Yeah. No, no, Kevin Smith had a really good thing about... Uh, about batman and then meeting michael keaton in like 98 he went and saw like was waiting he had to work one day and then got to leave work early june 23rd 1989 leaving from the quick stop 
And he went to go see... No, it wasn't Quick Stop. He was working at uh, Domino's. Domino's, that's right. You're right. So he... <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so he leaves, gets to go see Batman, whatever, and thinks about how great this movie is and everything like that because he's getting to see Batman on the big screen. And then, you know, not even 10 years later, eight years later, he gets to meet the actual actor himself at an award ceremony. Just really cool. Yeah. To see that. Like, it would be really cool to do. But, yeah, big deal. Batman 89, 30th anniversary. It's, and it's funny you rewatched that movie. I just rewatched it. Um, I mean, it's been a year probably, but I bought the box set. Yeah. Of all the Batman movies. Um, and I rewatched it. And um, it, I actually. I like it. I liked it. I, th- I thought I it, like hold it. Up, held up pretty well. It's very un-Batman-y. It's not, it is. It's not really... And as a kid, watching it and growing up on it, I mean, that's Batman. Like, it's as Batman as Batman gets. Yes, it is. Because you don't really have any concept of the story when you're <laughs> a kid. And um, But then watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is very... It's clear Tim Burton had no idea what Batman was. No, he really didn't. He hadn't read any of the... Uh, comic books and i guess there was uh, some things i had read before that that was kind of like his thing like he famously said like i don't care i don't want to know any of that and right i'm gonna do whatever i want it doesn't surprise me but it's kind of weird why do they let him do that i I mean it worked out it's a good movie but it did work out it's it's batman enough to pass i guess um but it's not quite what i would expect the joker is great Sure, absolutely. I mean, that movie is the Joker's movie. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's all about uh, Jack Napier, basically. Yeah. It's 100% about his, it's like his origin story, rather than Batman's already an established character, but Jack Napier becomes the Joker in that movie. Yeah, and he has Um, way more screen time. Yeah, a lot, a lot of screen time, and he chews it up big time. You ever Um, dance with the devil in the pale pale moonlight? Yeah, what does that mean? Nothing. Remember we talked no, about it? No, it does. No, it means I nothing. It, I it look, means nothing. No, I looked it up afterwards and people have meaning for it. People made up meaning for it. Maybe. But at the time. But have you nothing. ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like, have you ever went out in the middle of the night and fought a man? Well. That's really bad. What is the meaning of the Joker's question? Yeah. I mean, clearly it has meaning. I'm just saying that like. But what, what is the meaning? So in the context of the show, it's like, have you ever fought a bad man, right? Or have you ever... The Joker is basically asking if Bruce if he's ever tangled with fate. It's okay. If he's ever experienced real grief. He asked that question for many reasons. First and foremost, he asked because Bruce was calling him out. In that scene, Bruce Wayne was basically telling the Joker that he was crazy. A loose screw with a weak mind that was driven insane by his own horrific actions. The Joker retorted with the above question, in essence telling him... How would you know anything about it? Have you ever experienced serious pain like I have? I'm not buying that at all. I, I, I think that people ascribe their own meaning to it. The point I was trying to make is that it meant nothing at the time, and they had no deeper implication at the time, because I read an article once, I think, where Jack Nicholson or somebody had wrote that, and they like literally, it meant nothing. Really? Yeah. It, but y- people have ascribed assume- meaning for it. But you would assume it would have some sort of meaning when you're you're saying it as a phrase in a movie. You know, the two main characters in a movie are talking to each other. And one of them says that it has to mean something. 
And I, I mean, I dance like with that. the devil clearly means like fisticuffs. No, it means like you're taking risk, taking yeah. like the ultimate risk. Yes. So have you ever danced with the devil? That you I mean you ever took a real risk? Right. In the pale moonlight means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I like the way you. I like the way that guy described it, even though. He doesn't understand that. This is just that. literally one guy. On no, Reddit. I understand, but I I like the way you describe that. Even though, like, the Joker at the time doesn't understand that Batman's lost his family before, so they do share some sort of a loss together in that moment. Even though they both don't know it, but Bruce Wayne does understand the loss because he was the one that was holding his hand, trying to save him from falling into that goop. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I guess we're going way too deep into that. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. You know what I just caught last night? We watched uh, Under the Red Hood. Yeah. Grant wanted to watch it, so I picked it because we were on the DC app. That's funny. We were starting to watch um, not that one, but another one on the DC app yesterday. So we started last night. We were watching it. And at one point in that show, they're fighting a guy. Can't remember remember who they're fighting, but they're on a rooftop. And Batman says he's like running, and he looks at he almost he doesn't quite like look at the camera, but he looks that way. And he said, "You want to get nuts? Sure, let's get nuts." They really? just changed it a little bit. Yeah, and I I all of a sudden I wasn't even paying attention. I was on the computer, and I heard that line, and I looked up, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I rewind the show. Yeah, they definitely say it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't that one rated R? No, PG-13. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what the one that we Some were going to watch was. Lang- um, graphic language. Maybe one of the Superman ones, which I hadn't seen. Reign of Superman or something. Um, I wanted to start Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which came out for rent. Like, uh, is that a movie? Yeah, it's a movie. Because it's been a comic book for a little it's while It's a movie. Now. Yeah, it's out now. It just came out. Is it on the DC app? No. Oh, okay. It's like Redbox or something. Well, you have to like rent it on Amazon. Oh, I think for like three ninety nine. I whatever. think you're gonna have to do that. And yeah, I am. So next little bit of news here: Netflix has a movie coming out, another comic book movie. Okay. And it's something that I've read, and I enjoy thoroughly. Okay. It's called The Old Guard. Oh yeah. By Greg Rucka. I gave a little bit of you a review. You talked about that. I, I haven't read it. It's so good. The first time I had heard about it actually was when it's like you were a little mini. About. It's like a mini series. It's only like eight issues. When's that coming like that. out? Um, it, it they didn't give a drop date. I think it's twenty twenty that it comes out. But I think it's in production. But it stars Charlize Theron. She's Charlize, like Charlize Theron. She's the main character of because the main character of the old guard is a woman. She's like the oldest of the old guard. Um, they're all people that have been warriors. She in would tell edgy of is in it too. Yes. Um, he was in uh doctor strange. He was. Yeah. Oh, is he the, he's the bad guy. Right. Mm, no, I don't. Yeah. Think. He's the, was bad. He? yeah, he well, was like the bad he becomes guy. the bad guy. Yes. You're right. Like at the end, he's the bad guy. Yes. Um, I think that's really cool. I'm super excited about it because I loved that comic book so yeah. much. Um, it's really really neat. It was like Lazarus, but all of them are the Lazarus, and there's nobody else that are Lazarus. Okay. Like the, and they they travel through. They kind of travel through time. 
Like they never die and they just go and fight these really bad people. And it's the old guard. It's just these certain people that are in the old guard that have been alive for X amount of years, like thousands of years, right? Uh, Because of a curse, some sort of curse that was put on them because of what they've done. And then they have to just live their lives doing this. They have to fight for the old guard and get rid of people that are, they're told to get rid of. It's like a, it's almost like a, um, like a SEAL team or like they're like a special operative team, basically. Right. That go throughout the world and just murder people. Sweet. And they are alive forever and they never die, it seems like. But, in the comic book, there's some things that happen, but it's a it's a short it's a short run. It's really good. I was hoping for it to come back because I didn't feel like the story was really wrapped up when they finished that. But I guess it I guess it was wrapped up, and they're going to make a movie out of it. On I like Netflix. Uh, Charlize Theron, and I like the old guard, so that'll be really cool. Sweet. Uh, so J.J. Abrams has a company. It's yep. called Bad Robot. Mm-hmm. Right. They make a lot of movies. Like there's a huge company. Like the Star Wars. Right. So Bad Robot makes a ton of movies. The thing is with Bad Robot, there is another corporate company that owns them at the time. He like sells the company to them. He owns it, but it's operated through another company. Hmm. So they're just a production studio. Yes. They're just a production well, studio. Well, I don't know if it's a studio. It's like a production company. Company. So he owns the so production we- company, but there's an overall corporate company that owns them, kind of, or that runs them, I guess. I don't know. Runs he them? Ha- I don't know. He has the ability of selling the company to people. And like a contract is up and he like offered the company out. He still owns it, but he's selling it off to people. Turns out Warner Brothers ended up buying them for $500 million. Jeez. So J.J. Abrams just banked $500 million. And they made... So J.J. Abrams' wife... So, so wait a second. Bad, so is it robot. actually the fact that it's being sold or is it just like he's doing a multi-picture deal? No, it's not a deal. It's like a... It's, it was a selling thing. Okay. So Warner Brothers is going to, I don't, I, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if it's like own them or rent them for a portion of time, basically. Like they're going to operate under Warner Brothers. Yeah. I think that so what you're thinking about is like a, it's, it's not like a, a production deal. So they're like making a commitment to Warner Brothers to make like their next five movies with them. It's more than that. Or 10 movies it's a, and TV shows because they do a lot of TV shows. They do a lot of TV. What I was told is that it was like a purchase. Okay. Well, I'll or go with I that because I know Vegas. nothing. So, so, but Warner Brothers did it. Um, I heard this on on Fat Man Beyond. Mark Bernard was talking about it, and he was saying, you know, like it was done. But J.J. Uh, Abrams' wife runs Bad Robot, and there was a guy I can't remember his name that works for uh, Warner Brothers. And she said, if this deal is going to go through, you got to get rid of that guy. Because apparently he was like part of the whole Me Too movement where like they were, he was one of the people that was like forcing women to come in and audition certain ways. And oh, yeah. So he's a creeper. Going on like yachts and making other like women come on the yachts in order to get parts and stuff like that. And it was proven. And yeah, he was like a jerk, like a creep. But Warner Brothers still employed him. And they said, she told them. 
you're going to have to fire that man or this deal doesn't happen. And they did. They're like, yep, he's gone. See ya. Kicked him out the door. And then they bought him for $500 million. So what Mark Bernardin was talking about is that he said that since Warner Brothers like really doesn't have a plan that we know of for anything in the DC universe, why not? This is just a complete guess. Like a, I bet they have a plan. Like why not bring J.J. Abrams in now since you have his company, Bad Robot, to start producing and fixing a lot of the DC universe and getting movies out there. Plus be, James, I, James Gunn's involved with Suicide Squad and Yeah, I kind of was under the impression that they were going to try and do that with James Gunn. Sure. But if you have JJ Abrams involved with that too? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how JJ Abrams would be I mean, I, I'm not saying it would be bad. I don't know. I don't think it would be I'm bad. I'm just at saying all. like in the comic book world like I he know wrote he does a, a Superman he, script. He, he, well, yeah. And it sounded really good. Yeah. just didn't get made. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it would be really neat. It's just a proposed like thing, like fake thing that Mark Bernardin was just talking about. But I think it would be really neat if J.J. Abrams came into the Warner Brothers world and started like playing with all of the DC characters. Not And I'm a Batman fan, but I'm not even talking about Batman. I don't even care... I literally don't care about Batman right now. I want them to play off of the huge amount of property that they have. I think it's a deeper, a deeper roster of uh, it's it's even a deeper roster than Marvel has. Yeah, it's there's so so much incredible stuff they could be doing. The fact that they're not even doing a fraction of it. They it's haven't laughable. done any of it. They have yeah. done none of it. They're doing like the the two to three main characters yeah. of DC that that literally everybody knows about. Which In the is meantime, fine. look at Marvel characters, even deep Marvel characters. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're talking about doing Eternals. Like nobody knows Eternals. Like I don't know anything about the Eternals. Right. Like the fact that they're not doing like Green Lantern core. Yeah, they could bring in the. Well, they tried Green Lantern once, but and it wasn't they could, that bad. I didn't think it was bad. But Greenlander core would be even cooler because they're like the intergalactic police. Yeah. Essentially. Absolutely. It And then, but like when Marvel was bringing in Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Like it wasn't really a well-known comic. Not a lot of people read it. Not a, people, not a lot of people even liked it. Right. Coming up to the point of Marvel making a movie out of it. And then the movie comes out, and it's on our top ten. It's on most people's top tens of best movies, comic book movies ever made. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's. I mean, that's like, James Gunn. It is. And an incredible cast. It is, basically. but it's still like it's the property. To be, and to be clear, it's, well, I wouldn't just say it's only Chris Pratt. So it's. No, you still like Rocket, Bradley Cooper. And then even Groot. Groot as a character on on screen is a good character. Yeah. I bet you, honestly, I think it's harder to put Groot in a comic book than it would be in a movie. Like Groot on a comic book, just saying Groot would be annoying to read and look at right, all the time to me. But in a movie, you can place it at certain times to be funny or, you know, whatever you need it to be, you right. can make it that way in a movie. In a comic book, it could be harder to do because it's a comic book and you're reading it, so... I don't know um, why like DC is so singularly focused on Superman. 
I don't know. And, and Batman. And that's Batman. all they talk about. And I mean, Batman, I, I, that, I totally but. get why they're doing that with Batman. The problem that they're having with Batman is they need to stop all the bullshit and just start making the comic books into movies. Yes. That's all they need to do because that's literally it. Batman that's has literally it. the best source material of any comic character ever in history. You don't need to do anything else. You don't need an original story. You just need to go make the killing joke. You just need to make the yeah. Dark Knight yeah. series. You just need to go make Court Scott's of Court of Owls. You just need to do that. Yeah. Like all of Scott Snyder's run. And they don't do need that. to like You don't You don't even really have to think about it. There's there's no thinking here. It's like been they written t- they for could take you. Scott Snyder's run, which was what? It's a complete was that adaptation. 50 issues, 40 issues. Yeah, something like that. They can I make think, that yeah. into nine movies. Yeah. And just have a Batman universe that exists on its own. Yeah. And they can flirt with other characters, but they don't need to bring them in. Isn't that funny how you look at that stuff? And to us, it seems so cut and paste, right? right. It, it really does. I don't Because we're know. not looking at it, it's ego. It's ego, ego, ego. These are movie studios. But These are people in power. They want to exercise their vision. I think they've just, they're so out of touch. I, th- I think that Marvel was in a unique situation with where, Kevin Feige. Where they were, he was not out of touch. And he's not, he's a nerd. He's not out of touch. He's from the comic world. But he gets at, it. But Jim Lee is involved look, in DC. That's what I was going to say. Look at Jim Lee. Jim Lee has been involved with everything. He's but he's stu- just getting started. I mean... He's been so involved since the early 90s. He started Image Comics. I mean, he knows what's good. But he as knows what's like the director of the DC Entertainment. I understand Isn't that. Isn't he the entertainment yeah, director? He is now. But this new. That's a new yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. But either way, who doesn't take Jim Lee's... I mean, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't even ask him for an opinion. Maybe he's not Probably as good really at that not. as Kevin Feige. You know? No, I'm sure he probably... Maybe he, he probably isn't. But either way... Jim Lee's made some very good decisions in his life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's made some very good decisions with, like, whole runs of comic books. That's why so, I don't understand. They, they, they're they doing the right things on and the like, animated movies. Take, so why aren't they just doing that in live action? Make it live like, action. Honestly, Flash is a perfect character to translate to cinematic. Why, why can't they just... I don't even care if they take the animated movies and make them live action. The exact same things. I would be happy with that. Yeah. Completely happy with that. The majority of people in the world right now would think it's a brand new movie and never remade. Well, yeah, they'd have no idea. And we would know it's a remade thing. And if you listen to our last episode where we go over, no, two episodes ago, where we go over our top 10 superhero movies, you would hear a lot of Animated. Them. Animated superhero movies, yes. Um, you would hear a lot of those movies. And you would know that they'd be a remake, but... You would not be sad that no. these would be a remake because seeing them live action would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, why don't why don't we run a movie studio? Let's just start it tomorrow, real quick. You think we could just? We just need a couple more listeners to kind of bolster our numbers. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe a little bit. You guys could uh, hook us up with that. But I'm I'm really excited. I hope J.J. Abrams does something really well with... Uh, I mean, I know he's going to. He He's done a lot of good things. But with Warner Brothers... Speaking of DC Comics, I have some news. Okay, go for it. If you're ready for it. Um, they have shut down all their imprints. So Vertigo... Um, I knew Vertigo was done, but I guess I didn't know... I don't know what other ones there are specifically. Dark Horse? 
there are no DC imprints anymore. It's all just under DC. So what was just is DC there, Comics? Yeah, is there a reasoning behind that or? Um, I think it was actually it was actually Jim Lee. I was seeing read about it because he was on Twitter and he's like, "It's not a big deal. It's just DC now." Like I think before, it's all DC. It's going to be the same the, comics. Yeah, like, they're not comics. getting rid. I think of before anything. the idea was back in the day, you know, comics were still kind of considered for kids, mm-hmm. and so they had Vertigo, which was the adult titles, and now. Comics aren't really for kids anymore. No, it's um, across the board. It's pretty much everything's aimed at adults. And there are kids that read comics, but for the most part, it's a... Well, well the problem is, is what happened is that the kids that it was aimed at before are now the adults right? that were the target area before. And it hasn't translated to younger kids because nobody reads anymore. Right. And I, I like, honestly, Vertigo, for me, for my money, is probably the best... It's been the best imprint uh, for for my money is, you know, it's got, it had Sandman, Preacher, Why the Last Man, yeah. Fables, Lucifer, um, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a great, it'll be great. It, it doesn't bother me they're if they also, don't get They are going to have um, three DC imprints. So they're going to have uh, DC, the regular DC. They're going to have DC Zoom and DC Inc., and they're, it's all grouped by age. So DC Kids will house books for 8 to 12. Um, DC Zoom. Plain old DC will contain um, 13 and up. So it's PG-13 and up. Okay. And then um, DC Black Label will be oh, 17 be and up. So that's like the Vertigo stuff. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know why they decided to basically... Get rid of all their imprints and then just make new imprints. I don't but know. But they're all, they probably just wanted to brand the word DC. I think people didn't um, associate Vertigo with DC. Probably not. So, probably not at all. I made the mistake on one of the uh, podcasts just yeah. recently. Well, I mean, I said, isn't that a Vertigo comic? And you're like, well, yeah, DC owns that. Yeah. So, if you wanted to, I had um, the best. Vertigo comics for new fans. Yeah, go which, for it. Um, a lot of them we've read. So this isn't my list, but it's comic book resources. And it's pretty good. Um, one would be Sandman, Preludes and Nocturnes. Oh my gosh. And it's great. Yes. It's a great book. Um, I haven't read all of Sandman. I haven't read it still. all either, but everybody should read it. I can't believe it's not a TV series. Especially after they just make good omens. Yeah, I don't um, think you could make it like good omens, though. Good oh, David Tennant would be great in that role. As Sandman. Yeah. Yes, absolutely would. Holy smokes. What's his name? It's not Sandman. Um, no, it's a... Uh, um, what is it? Is it Morpheus? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Morpheus. What about... Oh, oh, that was on um, that was on Fat Man Beyond 2 is where uh, Mark Bernard... There was a... They do a... Q&A with the audience at the end of Fat Man Beyond and because uh, they do it live at uh, the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Los Angeles um, and there's a audience there and one guy asked him like who would you bring back from the dead to play a comic book character like somebody that has passed away that you enjoyed oh I already know what it's going to be it's going to be um, uh, what's his name 
uh, Alan. No, it's not. It's not him. I know who you're thinking. Alan Rickman. No, it's not. Because he would be perfect. He would be really good, but Mark Bernardin said David Bowie. Oh, well, he'd be great, too. Wouldn't that was my be, second thought. But I think Alan Rickman would be wouldn't, really... I, I think I don't Alan know. Rickman would be the best. I, he kind of already played that he, character as, as Professor Snape. Snape yeah, but. as Snape. That's the same guy. Um, but yeah, like if you look at... Either one of them would really be really either good. One of David them would Bowie be great. just I mean, looks like him because he's so pale. I feel like <laughs> David Bowie was probably the inspiration for the character in the first place because he kind of looks like him. He does. He but so does Neil like, Gaiman. Neil Gaiman kind of looks like David Bowie. Neil Gaiman looks like Morpheus. Yes, the Sandman. he does. He, does. Like, he really does. He is drawn that way. Um, anyway, so that was one of them. Um, another one would be Preacher. Um, Preacher is very good. I have the read the series. I have the series. I need to reread it. It's been so long. I've heard the TV show is great. I haven't watched all of it. I only saw the first season. I did see the first season. I think it's on season three now. Yeah, it's it's been quite a few i didn't even know it was still going um is it still going yeah and i think it's pretty successful okay but apparently it it's very slow and a lot of comic fans are kind of getting annoyed supposedly yeah uh another one is it was on my list of one of my favorite or top 10 books i one of those lists we did and that's uh transmetropolitan and another one that would be an amazing movie Actually, no, an amazing What's a show, sp- probably. Spider, spider Jerusalem? Sp- yeah, something like that. Spider something. Spider, Dr- spider Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a great, like, he's like a gonzo journalist in the cyberpunk future. That, it's, it's really, really cool. good. Yeah. There's, like, political drama. Which it's great. you could easily translate into today's oh, it's, day it's the per- <laughs> It's literally, it's how it's not being done can, right now is insane because it is everything it doesn't matter. Right like, now. like I said, that's transcendent through anything you want to do. Every day and age, any era, you could put that in. Who would be a good Spider Jerusalem? Oh man, a good Spider Jerusalem. Let me think. It would have from the dead. From the dead? Yeah. Oh, geez, that's even harder. Um, Anthony Bourdain, bald and with glasses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, he could definitely do it. He was basically a spider Jerusalem in he real was, life. Yeah. yeah, they don't have to be dead, but I don't know who. I don't know. I'm not uh, you know who'd be good? Uh, Ed Norton. Edward Norton would be perfect at that. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd be really good. Or at that. Um, uh, John Stamos. Christian Bale would be able to do it, probably. No, no, John. Stamos. John. John Stamos. Nah. No. All right. Well, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, right. He could do it. There's a great um, meme on Facebook that I just I can't stop yeah. laughing at. That's Matthew McConaughey, yeah. like in a tuxedo, looking good. And, and then from like Dallas Buyers Club in April, and and then it's yeah him in Dallas Buyers Club is like planting in June. It's hilarious. <laughs> and he's crying in a car. Yeah. Um, another one on the list is Fables. Um, another great book. Five thousand issues. Uh, Hellblazer. Um, yeah. Constantine. Yep, John Constantine. Um, who would play a good John Constantine? Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves would be really good, I think. Um, oh, well, speaking of that, so I, what I was going to say earlier about Marvel's Marvel is doing Eternals, supposedly they've yeah. got Keanu Reeves to be in that. Apparently he's in uh, Toy Story 4, and he's the best part of the movie. He is? Yeah. I didn't know he was even in it. Yeah, he's in it. He plays like a stuntman. 
toy. Oh. Anyway. Cool. Um, they should reboot the John Constantine franchise with him. Yeah, I'd be on board, 100%. But everybody really liked that British dude that played him. Yeah. He came back in... Uh, didn't he come back in some DC show? Um, he Yeah, he was in some of the other CW shows, like in crossovers. Yeah. I think he was in Legends of Tomorrow. And then um, there's a new Hellblazer animated movie out for and rent. The, it just came out for rent. Same guy does the voice? Same guy does the voice. Okay. Which I think is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I really want to watch that. I, th- I actually was going to watch I, that I like that when they're well-received like actors... He's great in, in Justice League Dark. You need to watch that. I can't believe you don't watch that. I'll watch it. Um, 100 Bullets um, is on the list. 100 Bullets is good. Uh, I like that. Uh, that's a Brian Azzarello thing. And that's all. That's on this list. There's tons of more, though. Sweet. Um, do you have any more news? Sure. I mean, unless you have more. I have a couple. Okay, go ahead. This You may not be happy to hear this, but happy... Is canceled. Why? After two seasons. I'm not happy about that. I knew you wouldn't be. What? I don't understand that. I don't get it either, but I think they're replacing Happy. So according to sources, they're Lobo. Have you heard of Lobo? Mm-hmm. It's a DC character. Yeah, we talked like, about it last week. Did we? Okay. Did we really? Yeah. It's like oh. the DC version of Wolverine. Character. Yeah. We did bring that up, didn't we? Yeah. Well, they're apparently making a Lobo standalone show. Yeah. We talked about that last week. I knew that. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what's replacing Happy. Well, that's dumb because they're not, they're not the same thing at all. Well, but they're taking one entity away and replacing it with another. I guess. It's not the same at all. Though. It doesn't have to be the same. Happy not, was so good. Well, what, according, what, to, uh, according to FX, it wasn't good enough. Well, FX is dumb. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um. I feel like Happy, the problem with Happy was it was like me. It's like I'm the target audience and I never even heard of it until after the first season was already out. Yeah. And like it was right before the second season came out. So obviously they didn't do a good job of marketing and obviously FX doesn't have the reach. They don't. I don't really think they do. And they don't have the movies. They have no movies. Do no, they? they do. They, they, That's their slogan. FX has the movies. They do? Yeah. They have movies, but they're like. Fight Club. Like yeah. That's the only movie that they play, right? You know, actually, the other day, something was on FX that was like a recent release. And I'm like, wow, that like was just in theaters. I'm like, how is it already on TV? I can't remember what it was. but It's one movie. Yeah. So they have one movie. I think it was Fantastic Beasts. Oh, really great pull, FX. <laughs> have you even seen that? No. Um, yes, I saw that. Did you see both of them? No, I saw the first one. Any and good? I mi- mildly enjoyed it. I don't I, really like Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I don't either. But I do like the kind of um, the more portly gentleman that's in it. He's really funny. He's in a lot of stuff. I can't remember his name. I'm not 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 pulling it up in the old brain here. Um, but in the second one, wasn't Johnny Depp in it? Was he? Um, He's it, in a lot of movies. I don't really think Colin he pulls, Farrell was in it. I don't really think Johnny Depp pulls very many people. You don't anymore. think so? He's no. not. A, he's not a draw. Not to me. I wish he'd go back to playing Hunter S. Thompson. He was great at that. He was phenomenal at that. But I, the, the choices that that man's made in the last fifteen years have not been good. What were the choices? Like what choices? All of the movies he's been. Dan in. Fogler was the guy, the kind of bigger guy, and you totally recognize him if you saw him. 
He well, he is in The Walking Dead right now, but he was in that movie Balls of Fury with Christopher. Um, Still not ringing a bell. Oh, I mean, I know that movie. movie. But, yeah, no, I know the movie. But I think he was in that movie too. What? That Star Wars movie where they go on a road trip to to um, California to break into George I, Lucas's. Yeah, I to know. To see Episode about. One, he's like. A, I think it was called Fanboys. Fanboys. He was in that one. He reminds me of the guy. Oh shoot! I don't remember the movie. I know, I I know who he is. I see him now because I looked him up on Google. But his um, first television appearance was on Fox's Thirty Seconds to Fame as a contestant impersonating Al Pacino. Really? Yeah. He's got a really. He's, he's on the Goldbergs. Voice. He's the uncle on the Goldbergs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he is on the Goldbergs. Yeah. That's like the only thing I remember him from. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff though. Hmm. Anyway. He's pretty good in that movie. Uh, so let's see. What else do I have here? Fantastic. Okay, the big one that I wanted to talk about. Big this one. is, uh, we could talk a lot about this. So there's a Dune movie happening, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Dune movie everybody has heard about. Um, what's his name? Uh, Dennis Villanuevo. Mm-hmm. Villanuevo is, is directing. And he made. Um, directing that movie. Arrival, right? He, yes, he made Arrival, and uh, another I think one. it's Velnu. Velnu. Denny Velnu. Denny Velnu. 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 Nu. 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 Okay. Uh, he also did uh, uh, Jupiter something. Jupiter ascending. Yeah, he did that movie. Or descending. Right. Yeah. Is I it think ascending or descending? Yes. There's a new Jupiter descending, I think, right? Descending or something show on Netflix or coming, <laughs> like or going. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, he's he's directing the movie. Everybody knows about that, but apparently, there's also a a Dune TV show that is being produced. There already is a Dune TV show, but no, there's a new one. Okay, a new Dune TV show that is in the same world. As the movie. Mm. And Denny is directing the very first, the pilot episode. What service is this on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it's the same universe as the movie, the show and the movie are going to be in the same universe. And And is this coming in 2019? The movie? No, I think it's 2020. Okay. Um, And I think the show is too. But the show is all based around the the Benny Jesuits. The Benny Jesuit. 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 They're like the witches. Yeah, they are. But it's, they're not really witches. They're like um, priestesses, kind of like. Uh, let me look up. I don't the, know what you'd call them. Uh, I don't know. He also made Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That was a pretty good movie. Felt like they were nuns. I, I'm glad to see that he made Blade Runner because I feel like that makes me because I didn't like Arrival, so. So right. Oh, the I know, television I know. series will be titled Dune: The Sisterhood. Yes, Dune: The Sisterhood. It and will be exclusively on Warner Media streaming service. Streaming service. I knew that. I knew it. It will follow the footsteps of the Dune film, which doesn't probably follow the Benny Jesuit. They're like members of it, but it's going to follow a different storyline. Focusing a series around the powerful order of women. Seemed not only relevant and inspiring, of but course. a dynamic setting for television series. Because. 
Um, yeah, there, well, it says this title of the article that I'm reading says, uh, TV show about the Bene Gesserit, AKA the original Jedi. Kind of. So you think so? They're setting a, they want to, they, they saw an opportunity to make a powerful female first thing. Yeah. Directed by two dudes and written by a dude. yep uh and executive produced by not one not two but three dudes really yeah so there's no women involved with this uh one kim herbert the daughter of frank herbert i guess the dune film isn't uh in theaters until november 2020 yeah so when's the tv show gonna come out after that um probably oh we know who's in the movie timothy chalamet Oh, there's like a biz- Josh Brolin, Zendaya, yeah, there's Oscar a Isaac. Ton of people. Wow, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, guys. I wish they weren't making it into a movie, but you don't want it in a movie. No, you want it it's in a too TV deep show. for a movie, man. It's so deep, too it's, deep. It's there's- huge. The very first book is 700 pages, something like that, right? Yeah. And then there's two more books after that that are canon here's my argument for it not needing to be a movie okay it's super deep it's serial storytelling easily yes it doesn't need to be like hyper super special effects it's not like um that it it can be but it doesn't need to be do you think it should be more like mad max style um no i think it's uh like physical effects because a lot of that a lot of the story of dune it's like um it's like tension and yeah. inside people in their mind. You know it what is, I mean? but it's, it's also setting. Yeah, it's a striking setting for sure. Like everywhere they go. Yeah, it's, in that, it's, it is cinematic in that extent. Yeah, Right. So I feel like a, a Mad Max Fury Road style kind of, setting yeah. could be really good. Or like Star Wars. It's kind of like Star, Star Wars, Wars too, like yeah. Tatooine yeah. type thing. It's kind of maybe... I think Tatooine borrowed heavily. From it, oh, I Dune. guarantee. Oh, I don't know when Dune it. came out. It came in the fifties, right? Something like that. It was a long time ago. Okay, I know that because it, it had to have borrowed heavily from Tatooine, and I know. Um, what about Beetlejuice? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> Beetlejuice also did the whole sandworm thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sandworms, right? You hate them. <laughs> that's that's what he says. That's pretty him, good. Right? That was pretty good. I practiced that for yeah. a long time. Hmm. Michael Keaton, man. I love Michael Keaton. I love his Beetlejuice. No, that's not that Michael Keaton. Oh. Beetlejuice Michael Keaton. Yeah, man, that's a weird movie. You completely forget about it. They're supposed to be making another one of those, too. I doubt it. Remember the Beetlejuice cartoon? Uh, Yes. I liked the cartoon. I watched it every day. So I love that cartoon. When I was a kid, I used to wake up like ridiculously early and... The Beetlejuice cartoon used to always be on like way early in the morning. I don't remember and, that, but I it was on. I think it was Saturday morning. I, I don't know. I just remember watching it when it was like dark out still, and it was in the morning. I know because I woke up before anybody else all the time, and yeah, I liked it a lot. But I don't know who did the voices. I don't know. I don't think it was Michael Keaton. No. Or Winona Ryder. Well, I liked it. You got more news. Uh, no, that was my last thing, was about Dune. I have um, the every movie releasing in July 
of 2019. Do you want to know what's releasing? Yeah, of course. Because um, you probably forgot about some of these. First of all, um, July, uh, July 2nd, which is like literally next week. Tuesday. Um, Spider-Man, Far From Home. It is. And it's releasing on a Tuesday. That's crazy. Because of the 4th of July weekend is on a, it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You've got to release before that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be able to see it until the weekend. So, um, why is that? Because I will be busy. I got. I'm going to be gone. I got some stuff to do. So, on the weekend, if you want to go see it, I'll go see it with you. Or if you want to go see it, maybe Amy wants to see it. I don't know. But I, yeah, I want to see that movie like a hundred percent. Yeah, I just won't be able to see it. So on you July can't 2nd. see it Tuesday, probably you can't or see Thursday it or fourth. Yeah. Or Thursday. What about Friday? I could probably see it Friday or Saturday or Sunday, any of those days. I'd be available. Okay. Because I took the 5th off, so I'm off the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. Um, there is another one that I, I don't know what it is. I don't care about it. Um, there's one called Stuber, a mild-mannered... Terrible. Or- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you seen the trailer for this? <laughs> no. But I love Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, he looks fine in it, but also um, Dave Batista's in it. Batista, yeah. He also has another movie out that's that's like exactly the same movie as Stuber. He has two movies coming What's out. What's the stew? Like stupid? I don't know. Like stupid Uber? Yeah. Yes, I guess. Oh, anyway, um, Crawl. One woman's young woman's attempt to save her father from a killer croc. Really? Tagline is swim like hell. <laughs> oh my gosh. The farewell. Um, nah. Isn't that what they called? So that, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the the weasel. Polly Shore? Polly Shore. What, didn't they call him Crawl? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, they called him Crawl in like, uh, in, um, shoot, what's that movie where he goes? To this girl's house and he's like son-in-law yeah son-in-law they call him crawl that's his nickname oh i don't remember um and then we get uh <sighs> man i wish you remember these things because uh, they did a little movie that. that's going to make all of the money is called the lion king what about the lion king They're, it's coming out in oh, july yeah i felt like that already came out but it was aladdin <laughs> Um, that's a Donald Lover, Beyonce, and James Earl Jones. Hmm. Beyonce. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Queen Bee. That comes out. And oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That looks like a good one. That's apparently qu- that's all, because those are the only ones that it's showing. Quentin the- Tarantino movie with uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's on the poster, apparently. I couldn't find her on the poster. Neither could so. I. I think she was a very, very small yeah. part of it, but either way, it was a big deal to them. Yeah. I would feel like it's a big deal if my kid was on a poster, too, For regardless sure. of size. Oh, Midsummer. Um, like S-O-M-E-R? Director Ari Aster returns with his sophomore effort, Midsummer, which he himself is called a Wizard of Oz for perverts. Okay. Um, it harks back to a pagan-infused horror of yesteryear. Oh. Whatever. Okay. And boasts a stellar cast. I don't know one of the people on the cast, so I can't be that stellar. But No. 
Yeah. The, the name of it doesn't sound that a, I think it's a Swedish movie. So, you know, the Swedes. Uh, those Swedes. Crawl. Um, yeah. Crawl. That's got to have Pauly Shore in it. Oh, Point Blank. That's another one. Remake. That's another. Is that also that one, dude? Um, and it's got Anthony Mackie in it. Remake. Oh, the Netflix Anthony Mackie Partnership. Okay. Uh, He's he Captain apparently America was in now, Black so. Mirror. He was? five, which is out. I haven't watched it. Yeah. You're into the Black Mirror thing. I haven't watched it. Black Mirror yet. season five episode Striking Vipers had Anthony Mackie in it. And Point Blank is this Anthony Mackie movie um, with Frank Grillo, who was a MCU alum. I don't know who he was in the MCU, but um, yeah, that looks okay. Secret Obsession. Um, that's another Netflix movie. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of boring. And that's it, all of them anyway. Okay, good uh, good pull there. You've been watching anything? <sighs> Let me think. So I watched the newest episode of Swamp Thing. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't? Sorry, no. Okay. I was going to watch it tonight, actually. I would talk about it, but I won't now. Nope. Um, Is it good? I like it, but I like all of them. So that shouldn't be a big tell to you. Um, Let me think. Let me think real quick about it. So there were some parts I don't enjoy, not necessarily don't enjoy, but that were just kind of like cheese. So okay. like you, you started to talk about that in the last episode. And you started noticing it. And it, I didn't agree with you. It doesn't bother me because I feel like it, it's trying to be cheesy to like harken back to like monster movie. Uh, yeah. Tropes. Yes. And I feel like that's what they did big time in this episode. Yeah. It's fine. Like I, I like it a lot. I do like it. I'm not a big monster movie fan by any means. I've never really watched monster movies, um, to, to a point. Um, but it, it did feel that way a little bit. Um, there's a little bit more of the Floronic man guy, Justin Woodrow. Jason Woodrow. Jason Woodrow. Um, there's a little bit more of him uh, looking at, like, because Abby Arcane gets, like, a piece of of Swamp Thing. Ass. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, not at all. She gets a piece of Swamp Thing. She's like, I want a DNA sample of you. You know, she goes to the swamp looking for Alec. She's like, Alec, you know, calling for him. He kind of, like, stands off to the side being, like, it doesn't want to be buyer, I guess. I don't know why, but she pulls up in a boat. He talks to her off of to the course. side She's and like, oh. yeah, it's a swamp. What's, what's she going to do? Like swim, There's a lot of tread boating, water. This movie. And, uh, they had to make, they had to make the studio worthwhile. Right? Yeah. They built this huge studio, indoor studio of a swamp. They got to make it worthwhile. Yeah. So, she boats over to this thing and looking for him right in the beginning of the show. And he's standing off to the side. And at first you think the swamp is like overtaking her boat because she's calling for him, but it's actually swamp thing, like reaching out to her, pulling her over to a certain side, like putting her where he wants her and then talking to her from the side and like keeping her at a distance just in case. And, uh, she talks to him a little bit, you know, they, talk back and forth and then he like releases 
some roots basically out of his hand uh, to her. And she like pulls a piece of it off of him and he pulls it back. And uh, then like later on, he explains to her what the swamp is doing. And it, it is really cool because he like at one point accepts this rot basically, or like this, they were kind of like bugs, but they, he accepts this rot out of this person. It starts infecting a lot of people and making them crazy. Like they have these visions and they're not seeing right. They don't see what's in front of them. They're just hallucinating basically. And, uh, he accepts this hallucinogen basically. And it like turns him kind of black in part of his self. And he goes back to this like dead creature, this dead person in the swamp and touches them and puts it back into them. And he says like, it didn't want to be gone. It didn't want to be out of this person. Um, and then like, as soon as he puts it back in the person, the swamp swallows them up. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I think it sounds cool. I think it's really cool how he did it. And like he, it affects him like to like painfully, it looks painful to him to like accept this thing. But then he walks over and like carries it over to this other dead creature. It, it, it is a person. I'm calling it a creature. It is visibly a person puts it back on the person and it comes out of his body into the person. And then the swamp swallows it back up and they have some dialogue there. But, um, I, I, I like this show hmm. a lot and it really pisses me off that they're not going to do it again. Yeah. Well, like, we don't know that for sure. Yeah. But the way it was explained, like Mark Bernardin was talking about it again and they built this, like I said, they built this big studio, right? And they had this, like there were some areas where it was like 15 foot deep and there was other areas where it was like one foot deep and like they built a legitimate swamp inside of a studio big enough to house boats and do whatever they needed to do in it. Uh, the, the problem was, wasn't building that and wasn't filming in it. It's storing that until the next season. Right. They have to pay somebody to store that, you know, for years, if they're going to continue to make this movie or TV show. So throughout the year, they have to pay a certain amount of money to somebody to store it until they're using it. And then they have to pay to make the show. Yeah, but what the hell does that cost in South Carolina? I don't know. Nothing. Apparently, it was too much. These for, people spend too much money. According to Warner Brothers, I guess it was too much money. And they said no. It's amazing how much money it, isn't these it? things spend when you don't need to spend that much. Not in the slightest. Like, like Nobody I'll, wants to go to a real swamp. I'll let you in on a little movie magic background. One time... I sold a tree to a movie studio that were using it in a movie. And this was, um, they were actually using it for the, for the beginning. You know how before a movie they have like the production company, like logo stuff. Yes. And sometimes they're like little visual things. Yeah. They were actually using it for that. So they really? bought this tree from me for like way Tons of money. And okay. then I charged them. <laughs> and then I charged them like a ton of money to deliver because they wanted me to deliver it inside into the movie studio in Chicago. Yeah. And um Are these like the same pea trees that were left in the alley? No. Remember that conversation? <laughs> no. This was a crab apple tree, actually. It was a full size crab apple tree. Okay. And so I'm like, okay. Fine. So and the the lady that booked it, she just was like very much like 
and like several people that I deal dealt with, they were just like very matter of fact and very much like, like right out of the gate, like we'll spend as much money as it, we just need this and we need it right here and we need it on this day and it doesn't matter how much it costs. So it's going to cost like a fortune. That's fine. Make it cost more. I don't really care. Like they clearly oh didn't my care. Gosh, These yeah. people deal with excesses amounts of money that are completely ridiculous Yeah, and don't need to be no. like that. So anyway, so I take this tree up there. It was me and actually it was right after Dave, uh, David started working for me. Yeah. Um, I think oh, it might have been a while like, ago. Yeah, I think it might have been one of his first jobs. So we take this tree to Chicago and um, I pull into this movie studio or whatever. And they're like, okay. And the person meets us and they're being just like very weird. Like you can't like, like don't talk to this person. Don't talk to this person. Whatever. Really? Yeah. So there wasn't really anybody there except for this one lady. So I don't know why she was being like that. But so we bring it into this studio, which is like in a kind of a basement of a building. Oh, yeah. And like the ceilings are like six foot ceilings. And you got like this a 20 like foot a, tree. Yeah, like a 15, 16 foot tree. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I bring the tree in there. And then I walk into this and we just start looking around and there's just like candles and whips. This is the and sex dungeon. Sex thing. swings and oh. stuff like that. And like weird portraits on the walls. And like it was weird, man. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we'll just put it over there. I'm like, well, it's clearly not going to fit. This is a six foot ceiling. And she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know, but we need it here. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and I told her when they first ordered this, they're like, I want this particular tree. These people even came out from the city and they're wearing like ridiculous clothes to walk around the nursery. And they're like picking on their super like artistic, artsy people. You've got so many flies in here that are attacking me. Yeah, I know. And so they pick out this tree and they're like, well, this tree doesn't have a lot of leaves on it. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, like freshly dug crab apples in the summer don't have a lot of they they drop a lot of leaves and they're like, well, can it have more leaves? And I'm like, well, you could pick a different tree because the one you're pointing at doesn't have a lot of leaves. (laughs) (laughs) It could be, but the one you want is the one that doesn't have the leaves. And I can't make it have more leaves. Right. So they're like, well, whatever. We just like the shape of it. We want that tree. So I bring this tree up there. And they're like, whatever, that's fine. We'll just like pin cardboard leaves on it. I'm like, okay. Then why would you even just, why wouldn't you just make a fake tree then? Right. Right. Why wouldn't you? So I bring it in there. And then, so I, the lady clearly is like, we're looking around at this sex dungeon. And she's like, um, I, I suppose you're curious as to what's going on here. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Very curious. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, we're just renting this as a studio space. Like it's normally a sex dungeon, but we're just renting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, on a normal Monday through Friday, yeah. sex dungeon, Saturday and Sunday, movie, movie studio. studio. <laughs> so I, I bring mean, it in and I think I want to say I like cut it off like the root ball. I just like cut the tree off to get it in there. You cut the root ball off? Yeah, I think they maybe put so it in So it's dead. A, it's a yeah, dead tree. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, it was weird. I just got I, got, I did what I could do when I got out of there. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, well, they're going to put. Where uh, was this at? This was in Chicago. It was like, like Lake, on Lakeshore Drive, right, oh, like wow. on the north side. It was wow. crazy. I do a lot of crazy things. You do. Tell me more. We do. We just brought um, like 20 trees up a service elevator to a rooftop and planted them in planters. It was crazy. Really? We do all the stuff that nobody wants to do. Why are you doing them? I don't know. <laughs> and, 
Marley does it. An inability to say no. Right. That's all right. Yeah. Gives you money. It's an expensive uh, yeah, we venture. More. We should charge more. That's for sure. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're too cheap. We're very, very cheap as far as... And then everybody around here thinks we're expensive, but we're not. You heard it here first, folks. Cheap. Eye trees is yeah. cheap. Yeah. Not as cheap as the people in Grundy County, but... Well, <laughs> yeah. But for the certain things you're doing and yeah. the quality of trees. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Anywho. I had a bunch of trees in my yard that my father-in-law was mad at me about because I got a bunch of free trees that were like little itty-bitty stems, basically. Yeah. Like 150 different trees. And he expected me to plant them all. Yeah. All of them. Everywhere. And he came to my house one day and he's like, so are you going to plant these trees or what? What's going on here? And I, so I got these trees from Nick Sandino. He had got them from an arborist for free. No, they're from Arbor. They're probably from Arbor Day. The organization. No, no, an arborist brought them to him. And he's like, I've had all of these trees. He's like, "I, I don't need them anymore. Like maybe it was from Arbor Day. But he's like, I have a bunch of these trees. I'm just, you can give them away for free. It's like, okay. And I took a bunch of them. These, I are, was gonna, these are seedlings. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to plant some of them. And then, but there were so many of them. I, there was no way I was going to plant all these. And and Gary had planted uh, like 12, 12 or 15 oak trees around, planted them. And he came to my house one day. He's like, what are you going to do with these trees? Are you going to plant them or not? It's like, I've literally haven't been home. I'm like, I'm gone all day long. And then I come home and I usually do something with baseball. And then I come back from that. Like, I, maybe late Saturday afternoon I could plant them. Sunday during the day, maybe I could plant them. But like, today's Tuesday, so I'm probably not going to plant them for a few days, you know. Well, I'm just going to take a bunch of them then. Yeah, yeah, that's, I asked you to a long time ago. That's fine. Go take them somewhere. So he ends up taking them, taking a bunch of them over to Bruce, flying guy, Bruce, you know, and Bruce gets a bunch of these trees and then he talks to Mark Sandino. He's like, Hey, I've got a bunch of these trees. Want any of these trees or anything? (laughs) Mark calls Nick and Nick's like, or he calls Nick. He's like, Hey, Got a bunch of these trees from Bruce. He's like, he said he got them from Gary. Like, I wonder where all these, like, anybody want these trees? And then Nick calls me and he's like, hey, all of your trees came back to me. <laughs> I said, oh, well, like, there we go. Full circle. There like, you go. You guys going to plant any of them or what? He's like, no, I, I don't want any of these trees. It's so, not, they're not, it's, they're, it's really not worth planting them. No. They're it, not going to live. It, even if they do, I will not see it past six foot. They, like they it, will get eaten. Yeah, most of them will unless I put a bunch of fencing around them, it's, and it's I don't want to do a good that. Idea. Gary does that, yeah, and that's fine. He's he can do that. And if if I was in his I bet a position, a lot of them don't live though. Well, he's had quite a few. I mean that that do live because he like takes care of them. He goes around. He's got a water tank in the back of his ranger. He goes around and waters them all the time, make sure they're still good. Um, a lot of them do live, and if they don't, he's been replacing them. So that's good. I just don't have the time to do that. Yeah. And I've got a lot of nice trees around me already. I've got, like, a bunch of oak no, trees. No, you're, like, devoid of trees, though. 
They're like oh on the no, like edge in the, of the woods, but you need a lot of trees in your yard. In my yard, the problem is here's a good question for you, for the end of the podcast is like, what do I do around my septic system? Seeing as how it's basically the entire south side of my house, just plant trees over it. No, no, I will not do that. Um, it's the south side of your house. Yeah, the whole that whole open south side is all septic. Yeah, I mean, you can still plant some trees around there. Smaller ones. Uh, I don't. What what are smaller trees? Like I know nothing about ornamental those. trees. You just kind of you can avoid that area. It's fine. You got plenty of yard. Right. I have to avoid. It needs the area. to be designed, Jerry. Well, I don't design things. Yeah, but I've offered. I've asked you <laughs> a million times. Marley does that. There we go. There's the answer. It's always pushed off to somebody else. She does that. That's what she does. She designs it. She'll do it this summer. To where trees go? Yeah. Trees and know. plants and yeah, landscaping where, and beds and everything. I need to know where all that goes. Yeah. Because I'm not going to do it. You're not hiring our prayer list, though, because you're not going to pay us to do it, probably. Oh, I'll pay you. <laughs> I'm not going to make you do it for free. Well, we don't charge for the design. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, yeah. Just tell me the design, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. You we tell people just... the design, and they're like, okay. And then you come hey. back like two months later, and it's all done. It's all put in. <laughs> Especially if I had all those free trees. Yeah. I'd stick all them little free trees in the design right up next to my house. Yeah. You <laughs> need to burrow. get trees going though. You're gonna regret it in a couple of years. Oh, in I know. Five years when you don't when you're just planting trees in five years and you're like, oh, man, these could be established by now. Yeah, I know. You probably should have started before you even started building your house, but you don't want them to yard get run. Was tore well, up. yeah, that's true. The whole yard was torn. You got to wait till you get final grade. I didn't even really know where anything was going until it was done. Basically, yeah. you know, I've only been there a year, Christopher. It feels like forever. It's been one year. Like it was one year in March. That's it. Yeah, so it's been over a year. Right. So that's you're not. A, very, so you're a liar. That's not. It's not very long. No, it isn't. You're right. I know. I'm. You're right. just getting your ass going. Basically, Which it's I actually planted. all clover. And you did plant, you did actually plant it. I bought the seed. Yeah, well. <laughs> you did do it. Brought a cedar over from Spring Grove, mm-hmm. Spring Grove Nursery. It's another nursery in our area, direct competitor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those people. Good thing they're not in their office right next to us <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, they're in a tree convention. Where's that at? Galena. Illinois? Yeah. They have tree conventions in Illinois? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you got anything else? Not really. Nothing of note. No, me We were going to do uh, our top Pixar movies, but meh. Oh, that's long gone. We have literally no time for that. Well, perfect. I hope this was a very <laughs> interesting and informative podcast. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was really good. <laughs> we're, we're like under time. Oh, that's exciting. 158. Dude never made it. He didn't come. He didn't. I don't get to do the Apparently, thing. the fire department's more important than Snarf Talks. Fire department. Who needs oh, hey, fire? guys. What's going on is um, July 12th, there is a golf outing, a little one called the Bump Bunker Crop Classic. Yeah, the Bunker Crop Classic and, coming up. Um, Sixth annual. Um, Snarf Talk podcast is going to be a whole sponsor. That's pretty exciting. It is exciting. That'll be great. You know we have to pay for that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to talk to you off air about. <laughs> um, we were going to have a Snarf Talk team, but... <laughs> what? Wait, what is this we were going to... 
well stuff. You can still have a Snarf Talk team. I I've got a team. It's well, not going to be team? Snarf Talk. Uh, me, David, Tim, and his brother. Why is that? I'm a Snarf Talk team. I haven't asked if that was going to be kosher or not. Well, how can I? I don't know how I could make that Snarf Talk team when it's only sn. <laughs> well, David's a, a listener. Sn listener team. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> doesn't work. But we don't pay for our listeners. Well, no, they don't pay us to listen either. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So we'll be uh, a sponsor to that. I'm looking forward to that. Um, although, you know, like the day before that, my daughter's having surgery. So, Oh, it is the day before that? Yeah. You never even told me. I didn't know the date. I mean, nothing serious. She's getting tubes in her ears and yeah. tonsils out. And I'm sure I'm, she's going to be very uncomfortable. But I, but I remember Saturday asking you, like, oh, or Amy was asking her whenever, like, Do, when's that happening? You're like, yeah, sometime in July. Yeah. It's the day before <laughs> that, and it is at that other place that she was talking about. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Down the road. So, um, yeah. So, I'm guessing Marley's not going to be at it. Mm-mm. So I would doubt it. And we were supposed to be going to a wedding the next day in Indiana for David Province. I'm not going to that either. Oh, you're not. No, that's I a big I deal. Mean, can't, yeah, can't you can't it. go to Indiana for that. Darn so, kids. Sorry. That's what happens. David, I don't know if he's a listener or not. but You should be. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> that's, all. <laughs> that's all we got for this week. Episode 31, Snarf Talk. Yeah. A whole new, uh, a whole new generation, a whole new world. Thirty-one. Don't you dare close your eyes. We're all done (laughs) for uh, Snarf Talk this week. I'm Chris. I'm Jerry. See you.